1104 Dr. Payne Show, 1-855-55-DRLOU, Dr. Lou, info at paincarecanada.com. That is the contact information which we will give out for the next hour. How that you doing, buddy? Amazing music, God, finally, it's, 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 finally. Awesome. But you guys ripped me apart for everything, eh? No, you're doing In the no, Carrasco the, the show, the, yeah, well, the car, the yeah. coffees, the music. I said I like Metallica. Yeah, it's apparently. brilliant. Yeah, Greg, yeah. Is, Greg is the biggest Metallica I fan I love ever. Metallica. I was watching them in July. They're the best. Did you go? Yes. Well, I just, how, was how would I have watched that? How was it? It was amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love Metallica. Love all kinds of rock. Did you see, did you hear what uh, Lars Ulrich said this week about drumming? No. What? No, not big on technique. <laughs> he's amazing. He's right. Yeah. You yeah. play with the band needs. Like, ah, screw technique. Yeah, I'm a technician. Yeah. I love yeah. that guy. He's Talks amazing. too much, but he's all right. That's okay. So uh, update, what's been happening? Uh, lots of stuff. I, I actually like that last segment of uh, Greg's show with uh, the complaints, oh, the and I'm hour. sure that a lot of listeners have healthcare complaints that I would love to hear. So, so if bring you're them listening on. this hour, yep. let's continue what uh, uh, Greg Carrasco, the genius, has uh, started, which is the complaint hour, because there's, I'm sure, all kinds mm-hmm. of uh, healthcare complaints. Um, you know, so give us a call. Questions. Let's hear them. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. There's, there's, uh, you know, this is, uh, everyone seems to think that our OHIP system, that this is the most incredible right that we have as Canadian citizens and that everything about it is amazing. And let me tell you that there are a lot of issues within our system, but anyhow, we won't get into that. Let's, let's wait for some people to call about the complaints. But, but uh, you did mention, we did, and we've mentioned this with, uh, you've had doctors Bergava and Gordon, Gordon on, yep. on the, on the show before, and they will be returning next yeah, week. Yeah, next week. Yep. And we were talking about that and he says, I was shocked about this. Yeah. And oh he yeah. Said, I love this stat. As, as yep. far as a healthcare, like mirror for mirror healthcare system, the yep. identical only healthcare system, country. only one other country let's has see, our, don't even say it. Yep. Let's see if people can guess it. People can if, call in and guess which country has the identical healthcare system system to our brilliant system that we have in Canada. Yep. If you know one what you country, think country it is, one country. Let's take see, a guess, call, let's see if you can if, nail it. Let's right? see if we can nail it. Yeah, so what else you got going on? Um, so on that topic with Drs. Bergava and Drs. Gordon, with our knee clinic, which yes. we talked about a lot uh, in 2018, so people suffering from acute knee injuries. This is a very, very important thing. I want everybody to call me with all of your complaints. So, But I do want to highlight something about the knee clinic. This is designed for people who have had acute injuries, acute meaning sudden, something that's happened within the last few weeks, okay? And what we're looking for is if you have some very concerning symptoms and signs that you're feeling that you likely need surgery, okay? And there's a couple quick questions that we can go through um, that will highlight to me if I think that that sounds like it's potentially surgical. Because the whole point of this system, uh, of this knee, knee clinic is if you need surgery and you go the traditional route, there can be six months, seven months before you're even in to see the right person. Forget the surgery. Before you even get to the right person. And all that does is delay the prognosis. Prognosis meaning how likely you are to get back to normal. Okay? And the more time you waste um, with useless tests, uh, things that aren't needed, all you're going to do is minimize how likely you get better. So if you've sustained a knee injury, something sudden, and or you know somebody who sustained a sudden knee injury give us a call because if i if you answer yes to a couple of very important questions um, we can get you in to see a specialist right Fantastic. away. And if you need surgery, you're going to be having that surgery right away. Now i know surgery can sound scary to people and a lot of people say no 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 i don't want surgery. There are some things in the knee that happen that you don't have an, another choice. You don't have there's no alternative. Well, I shouldn't say there's no alternative because there's always you can do nothing. But you may not necessarily have um, 
you know, a good alternative, something that's going to be as good as the surgery would likely be. Uh, so I think it's very, very important that if you you know someone, you've sustained something, give us a call. Now, if you don't have a knee injury that's acute, something that's happened, something that's a nagging knee injury, still give us a call. Right. You may not necessarily go directly to see the knee specialist because there probably will be no benefit to that. But the way this system is designed is really to get in people who have a sudden acute knee injury that is likely surgical. We get them in quickly, covered through OHIP. Yep. That's it. Now, again, you may have something that is non-surgical, chronic condition. Um, equally, give us a call. We can still help. But you are not going to go likely into that system. But that's okay. You can still give us a call. You may still need to see a specialist. And I'll still send you to see Dr. Bergav or Dr. Gordon. Um, and there's a lot of interesting things. Next week, we're going to talk about PRP, which is platelet-rich uh, plasma injections, yeah. which uh, some really, really, really good stuff. I'll talk a little bit about it throughout today's show. But if you if you're interested in that, you have to have to listen next week uh, because these two gentlemen, uh, this is they do this for for knee complaints and and the research and the things they they like that they know some of the things that are so common like people that get cortisone injections for the right. knee. Doctor Gordon did a some review of the literature and did a presentation on this. There's no good evidence for it, and right. it's crazy how many people come see me and say they've had multiple injections of cortisone. And there's a risk to having those steroid injections. There is a risk long-term. So anyhow, give us a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Taking your calls, your complaints, your queries about your health. Uh, Kyle, hey, pal. Hey, gentlemen, is the country in question North Korea? Yes, uh, that's he, the one. How about that, He didn't even that, make eh? this game fun. It was Done. so easy. First, yes, it is. It's North Korea. Hey, hey, while I'm on, uh, Dr. Nally, you assessed my knee uh, last springtime. I think it was around March or something. Okay. Let me. Can I just give you guys an endorsement? Yeah, of course. Sure. Dr. Nally went all over my knee, and uh, at, at the end of the assessment, he gave me a couple of very simple exercises. I've been following them, doctor, and I can tell you they're working, and they're very non-invasive, and they're, it's really simple to do the seated knee lift. Kyle, I, I see a lot of people, so remind me a little bit because I, I'm interested to remember what it was. If I've given you exercises and that was all the recommendation was, I'm going to guess based on my memory that I probably diagnosed you with like a patellofemoral pain syndrome, something with just a tracking issue. Is that a good guess? Yeah, it was something along that. I've just been banging away on it good. unconsciously for a long time. And yep. it's something I've noticed, Dr. Nally, a lot of people lose faith. It takes a long time. 100%. To get back. Yeah, and see, and Kyle, your the endorsement isn't just to me. I want to give you an endorsement as a patient because this is a big thing. We give patients exercises, things to do. They don't do it. They come back months later and Didn't they work. say, I'm not better. Yeah. Well, what, what do you expect? You're coming to me for my professional advice. I'm going to give you that advice. If you're like Kyle and you follow through with that advice, then you're going to get the outcomes that Kyle's getting. If you don't follow through with it, you're likely to get worse. So, Kyle, I think, you know, good on you that, that you took that advice that you do it and another important thing that people need to understand and I think you get this Kyle is sometimes the issues don't ever disappear this is likely something Kyle's going to have but if he does those it's exercises he does the right yeah. things he's going to manage it and it's not going to affect the quality of his life and the things he has to do day to day Kyle, appreciate your call and your calls coming up as well. Hang on the line. We'll get to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got something to talk about, complain about, got some questions. 
For Dr. Louis here, right till 12 o'clock. Dr. Payne Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That is the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 great, on your cell. Great job on the music, Jody. Yeah, Jody's, Jody's the man. Some Led Zeppelin, too. That's, I'm a big fan. It's like a restaurant. I know, right? <laughs> Coming right up, sir. <laughs> Don't forget to tip you. <laughs> Billy and Barry. Hey, Bill. Hey, what's going on? Nothing, pal. What's going on with you? I just wanted to ask the doctor. A while back in May, I had a what they call a radical um, nephrectomy. Okay. I had my right kidney removed. Yep. They'd found a tumor of renal cancer on there. Okay. Now, since then, you know, they took it out. It was all that. It seemed fine and everything. And uh, recently, I went for a CAT scan and through my urologist, just she said, you know, well, everything looks good, and she checked out all my flow and everything, and everything was fine. And then I get an appointment with a nephrologist, and I'm just, I went, I phoned back to say, did you guys, you know, find something wrong or something? And they said no, and I'm just trying to understand why I would need that. Uh, that's a good question. Again, I like, I'd have to assume a lot of things here, uh, but you know, if you did have a kidney removed, uh, you. Likely, I mean, it makes sense why you would continue to have to see. Uh, oh, and I am seeing my urologist. I, I even recently had a CAT scan, just an update, so she could see if everything was doing what it's supposed to working right, and I had all my flows checked. And everything was good? That was my complaint. It just seems sometimes that a lot of this stuff is just rehashed. Like, you go to a specialist, and he he basically just reads a few things, yeah, well, looks, and basically tells me exactly what the other guy yeah, said. Yeah, no, and I mean, that's a good point. I think a lot of times, too, I mean, when you look at someone who's like a urologist, they're, they're specialized um, in, in, in a certain extent, but then there's even more subspecialties within urology, right? And so sometimes um, people will, will want to defer to even more of an expert just to make sure that their opinion is correct, right? So that they're not mismanaging yeah, yeah. you. So I, I'm not 100% sure, obviously, why you would have gotten referred to that. But I mean, the other thing that I encourage people... But it people, doesn't mean maybe they're seeing subs and they're, and they're just not telling me. And they're <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I can't comment on that, no, right? I, I mean, usually do stuff no, like you should never withhold information no. from... I mean, someone may see something and be unsure. So the example could be, let's say I take an x-ray of uh, someone's hip, for example, and I see some type of... Uh, like, there's certain findings that could suggest that maybe there's bone cancer, but I wouldn't be able to tell someone, hey, I see bone cancer here, because no. Because now that to go, needs to go to a biopsy. So I did. I went to a bone scan. And correct. Like, but I, I would, can I ask one other question? Sure, yeah. It turned out, even though they got it, that uh, it spread into my lung, this, this renal cancer. Right. And I had little nodules in there. So now I'm on a non-chemo oral thing called Votriant. Okay. I find it, like, it, it, I have no strength. Okay. Really quickly. Like, it's... it's I mean, I've been, I haven't done much for the last year, so I know I'm out of shape, but, like, I mean really quickly. Like, right. Is that sort of a side effect of those kind of drugs? I, I, I'm going to assume yes, but, again, I'm, I don't specialize in, in cancer treatment and things like that, so I'm not 100% sure. What I would say is people will often have a lot of these questions. I think it's very important that you ask your doctors all of these questions. You know, I actually have. I just thought I'd see what you had to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I would likely imagine. I mean, a, one of the most common side effects of all medications almost is to some extent that they affect like your ability to be cognitively aware, right? Because they're they're going to work on a lot of things. So, I mean, something as strong as uh, uh, as some type of oncology drug. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it, like, it makes a lot of sense that it would do that. It's a pan, panopanzib is the other name yeah, of it. Yeah, right. Pretty so, strong stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, okay, thanks. That's no problem. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. We'll uh, got one more. We'll take a break. Got one more. One more. Okay, we'll take one more. We got uh, Jack in line. Hey, Jack. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hey, Jack. Jeff, you talking to Jeff? Oh, okay. Jeff, I got Jack Jeff. here. My call's going. Okay, Jeff, go ahead, bud. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hi, hi, Doctor Lou. First time hey. calling in. I listen to your show every uh, every Saturday. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyways, uh, thanks so much. Great, great advice. So, um, so listen, I'm a 51 year old guy. I'm about uh, I'm a buck 55. I I'm pretty physically active. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Basically, I, I have this severe, um, it's in my hip. It seems like it's in my hip. My sister says it's my glutes. Okay. But um, basically, when I sit down, I'm at, working at the desk or, um, you know, uh, I'm watching TV or whatever, I get up. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even move, severe pain. Right. But I, I, I can run 10 kilometers on the thing with no issue. So okay. I, I just, uh, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, my age, I need a hip replacement or it just, uh, it just kills me. It's so, just on my right, my right hip. Okay. Yeah. And so again, let, let's try to, people, a lot of times people will say hip. Uh, so let's try to, is it on your butt, like in that area, or is it to the side or is it in the front, yeah, closer to the, to the groin? To the side. It's right to the side. Yeah. To the exactly. side. And, and so, I can't even like I. Yeah, it's so stiff when mm-hmm. I when I watch TV, like watch the hockey game or get up or whatever. It's right. just, Like crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's. I can tell you one thing, and I'll try to be kind of general with this because this isn't always consistently the case. But when someone says says to me, "If I do nothing, I've got issues or I've got pain. This is sore, et cetera, et cetera," and then when they say to me, "But hey, if I move around, even like you've said, I run, um, I feel better." That to me suggests when muscles warm up and work properly, it tends to suggest that there might be a muscular issue that happens um, when you're not moving around. So there's enzymes in your muscles that function at optimal temperature. So a lot of times that's just some type of muscular issue. But I mean, could it be arthritic? Could there be something? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's worthwhile. Come in, have an assessment with me. We'll take a look at it. I mean, hips are one of those things that, you know, I, I set aside an hour for everybody. But Sometimes people come in with hips. I can do one or two tests and be almost 99% really? sure what's wow. going on. Like there's the hip is like, I understand it so well. I don't want to big myself up here, but um, yeah, come on in. Let's take a look at it. Cause managing the proper way is important. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. Make that call, Jeff, for it's uh, info at paincarecanada.com. Lots more of the Dr. Payne Show is on the way. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 1126. Your calls, your complaints, your issues with our system, with healthcare, with your own personal healthcare. Give us a call right till uh, till 12 o'clock or me. All those complaints, lots there. Nothing. Nothing. Unless my wife calls in. (laughs) Oh, hey, Dan. How are you? Good. Thank you. What's up? Question, I have, I'm a 53-year-old. Uh, I've been very active over the years playing many sports, playing a lot of competitive squash right now. Uh, I've had six knee surgeries, so Ooh, wow. again, still going at it. And the question I have is over the last couple of months, uh, my knees are fine over the last uh, three or four years. My last surgery was 2008. Uh, beginning to get a little bit of arthritis, obviously building up, but the, the braces I, I buy, those, those really fancy, expensive ones are, have done a really good job. Right. But the question I have is I've had uh, a Baker's cyst developed at the back of the left knee. Okay. And it, it, it hasn't caused any pain. It, it doesn't cause any lack of mobility or anything right now. 
So I'm wondering, you know, do I just ignore it? Is there a way to treat it so that it'll slowly go away or, or what? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is possible to drain them. The reality about a Baker cyst is that oftentimes, as you like you mentioned, that you have some some mild osteoarthritis starting. Um, as that happens, what ends up happening, a, a Baker cyst ends up forming because the synovial fluid within the joint, as the joint space diminishes, that fluid starts to leak out. That's why people that have severe osteoarthritis over time develop a lot of swelling. But prior to that, as it starts to slowly leak out, it'll form a cyst, and it's often in the back of the knee, just called a Baker cyst. If that cyst is not pushing on anything, like the sciatic nerve runs behind the knee. If it pushes on the sciatic nerve, it might create an issue. If it's not pushing on anything, it's probably not going to be an issue. So I, I would say I would leave it. Um, and if it does become symptomatic, then that's something to be concerned about. I think, you know, you bring up an interesting thing that I wanted to talk about anyways, which is the, the PRP injections, the platelet-rich plasma. Some of the best research for for PRP is in the knee, um, and it's for people such as yourself that have mild to moderate osteoarthritis. It's actually not very effective for severe arthritis, but people who are suffering from mild osteoarthritis, that chronic nagging knee pain that happens just due to wear and tear, um, there's actually very, very good research to support that, you know, three months until a year after the injection, people continue to improve. And it's a great way um, for people who will eventually need knee surgeries or knee replacements, because again, you, you'll hear from Drs. Brigava and Dr. Gordon next week that 84% of, of knee replacements last about 15 years. So you're at 53. Now you don't need a knee replacement, but let's say you get to about 60 and you do need a knee replacement. That potentially means that at 75, you'll need another one. So I mean, I would want to minimize how many of those things yeah. I would want to do. And so what Dr. Bergavas and Dr. Gordon recommend is if you do something like a PRP injection, it delays how how like it delays the time until you'll have to do that stuff because it's not going to slow down the degenerative process, but it is going to help with the inflammation and it's the inflammation that creates the pain. So yeah, I mean, it's something I'm probably about 10 years away from actual uh, replacement I'm too young right now yeah no absolutely I would not recommend it at your age but, but you know give me a call let's let's discuss if you're interested in the PRP um, you know with doctors Bergavin, and dr. Gordon I, I I think it's a worthwhile investment for people who have that type of issue and want to remain active especially like yourself and keep and I and I actually think you being active is part of the reason why your pain is not so severe because people don't realize that as your body starts to break down actually staying at a level of activity helps it to maintain its pain levels it's once you stop doing everything that things actually get worse yeah so okay thank you yeah no problem thanks dan again now one eight five 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 doctor lou d-r-l-o-u we'll uh take colleen after we take a, a short break your calls as well 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale to dr Payne show global news radio 640 toronto eleven thirty three. dr Payne show Info at paincarecanada.com. Get that consultation happening free of charge. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Colleen, good morning. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good morning. Thank you so much. Um, I listen to your show periodically, but uh, I do love your show. I do love listening to you. Uh, one, one thing that you said to one of your older clients was uh, really help my mom. So I awesome. wanted to thank you for that. No problem. Thank um, you. So my daughter, she's uh, 17 going on 18. She's a, an elite uh, an elite gymnast for Canada. 
mm-hmm. and she uh, she she trains thirty to thirty five hours a week. Yep. Um, two years ago, she had a stress fracture in her back. Everything uh, checked out fine. We've had MRIs done uh, with and without um, uh, the dye. We've had CAT scans done. We've had X-rays done. We've had all kinds. She goes for chiropractor twice a week. She goes for physiotherapy once a week, and she goes for acupuncture once once a week. Right. Um, and with all that, she still is in pain. Okay. Um, she refuses to. She refuses to quit, mm-hmm. um, which I think is admirable. Yeah. Um, it's uh, right at this point. It's just by she's trying to find a scholarship right now in the states. So mm-hmm. for her, it's just you know kind of traveling on, but. Uh, for me, like I, I just don't want her to constantly be in pain. So I'm wondering if it's something deeper. Like I'm just wondering if it's something like maybe she has like, like a high amount of something in her body. Like I don't know. Well, what? Uh, where was the stress fracture? Do you know exactly? In, in... Um, it was uh, L, L three, L four, I think. Okay. Do you know what part of the vertebrae? Um, no, that I'm not 100 percent sure. I know it was right, uh, right down where that the handlebar meets the. Uh, yeah. So yeah, pars defa. Yeah, exactly. That. I mean, it's the most common thing in gymnasts. Actually, a lot of the times, in all honesty, um, there like a lot of times when we see, uh, let's say, an older patient. Um, and we end up taking an x-ray, we'll see that as an incidental finding where we'll say, you know, oh, you've got a, you know, some type of a pars defect here. Did you used to be a gymnast? And a lot of times the answer is yes. So it's actually quite common. Um, So I guess what that means, in my opinion, is, you know, it may, the pain levels that she has may not necessarily be related to that injury because there's a lot of people that have that type of an injury and don't necessarily have pain. Now, pain is a very complicated thing. And if you've listened to the show on and off, you know, once you get into chronic pain, things that are going on more than six, seven months, there's a learned aspect be- behind pain, right? Where it's it's a neural pathway that's being developed because it's the same thing as, you know, your daughter now, when she first started to, to practice the gymnastics, she had to think, of, you know, about every single little thing. Now her body's so good at doing it. And that's because our brains are so good at making things automatic because it would be impossible for us to have to think of everything. Pain works the same way. A lot of times when you experience pain in an acute setting, it's a constant signal going back from your whatever area in your daughter's case being the low back back to the brain and then a a signal being sent back and do that repeatedly you know millions of times over even just a day over months um a lot of times it's almost impossible to to break that signal so uh you know i i i mean i i think it's worthwhile for me to assess your daughter to see could it be something else potentially i don't know uh but it may not necessarily be related to the other things i mean The other thing that I would say that sometimes I recommend, and I I don't want you to take this as the recommendation that she should do without me assessing her first, but sometimes people over-treat as well. So if she's doing a million different things, physio, chiro, acupuncture, et cetera, et cetera, all of those things to an extent are trauma. They're controlled trauma with a professional, but they are still trauma. And so sometimes the recommendation is just discontinue. Like, do some rehab exercises, some very specific things on your own, but discontinue the passive things because, you know, the other thing is if you continue to do it and it's not working, all you're doing is building an adaptation to those things. And so if something does go wrong and you need that type of intervention, your body's adapted to it. But 
again, I'm not telling you to do that because that's a recommendation that I would have to assess her to right. make that recommendation to be sure. But just in generally, sometimes that is sometimes the problem, the the over-treatment of things. Sometimes well, less is more, right? That's what I was wondering because, like, she has two different chiropractors. She has yeah. one chiropractor that's physiotherapy, physiotherapist as well. Yeah. And then she has a chiropractor that puts her because her her hips are um, come out of alignment all the time. But I mean, she's she's twirling in the air like like thirty hours a day. Yeah. So. And and do the two the two practitioners do they communicate with one another about her case? No, they don't. Yeah, and see that—that's—that's yeah. that's, you know one of the big things that I've done is I've tried to to build a team of of professionals that communicates on cases because, I mean, you can be doing one thing in one place and someone's doing another thing in another place, and they may actually be offsetting each other. Now, again, that may not be the the case in in your daughter's uh, particular issue, uh, but. I see it all so often where I see people come in and they're like, and I ask them, you know, they tell me they've got something. I say, okay, what are you doing? And they say, well, I'm going over here and I'm doing this. And then I'm going over there and I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, but that, that makes no sense. One, one is working on this. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're just, it's a tug of war for, for no reason. But you know, if you want, bring your daughter in, give me a call. We, we can set up an assessment and and go through it, assess her properly, see what's going on. And again, my job is, uh, you know, I'll make the best recommendation that I think, uh, the research and, and my clinical experience uh, um, has to offer. Colleen, that's one eight five 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 five. doctor Lou, D-R-L-O-U is the number. Paul, we'll get to you before a break. How are you, pal? Pretty good. How are you? Good, man. What's uh, what's going on with you today? Well, I've been having bad knees for about a decade now. i got arthritis and, uh, you know, cysts and bone spurs and meniscal tears. And I just saw a specialist, and I've had surgery on him a few times, but, you know, I'm in a lot of discomfort, but I'm on the locks again so I can walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm very active, like uh, I'm in construction, so I'm on my feet all the time, but I'm in a lot of discomfort. I don't know. The doctor said the surgery wouldn't really help. What, what surgery would that have been? Yeah, orthoscopic. Okay, and as the doctor said, like, do you have severe osteoarthritis? Is that the issue, or you don't know? Uh, well, the, the, the meniscal tears, in my opinion, is the ones that are really causing me a lot of grief. What about in, in the doctor's opinion? He just said that because uh, I've had surgeries before, he said that it would probably tear again because I'm so active, but he won't do a knee replacement because I'm so active. And I got both knees, but both the same kind of problem. So mm-hmm. I have like, uh, I got braces made, custom made, and they're not really helping that much. Okay. There were thousands of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what's what's your question, Paul? My question is: is, is the meniscal tears uh, they they hurt so bad? Is that, is that is that something normal? Well, I don't know that you can know for sure that it's the meniscal tear that hurts, right? There might be a combination of things going on. So, I mean, if you've had it repaired. Uh, multiple times based on what you're saying and you still have issues then I, I don't know that a person like even if it was me and I had multiple issues going on in the knee because if you've got bone spurs that's osteoarthritis I'd be interested to know to what level is the osteoarthritis I'd also be interested to know you know what does your work entail in terms of you, you can be active but sometimes there's also too much activity or the wrong activity so yeah. I, I don't know, like, could it be the tear that's that's the symptomatic issue? Yeah, absolutely. Might it also not be that? Yeah, that, that's also a potential. And, and based on the information that I know now, I can't really comment on, on if it is the tear or if it's not the tear. Um, so I, I think it's important to 
uh, again, get that assessed properly. And, and same thing, if you're interested, come see me for an assessment. We can go through everything, and then I can give you my opinion on what I uh, think is is the pain generating structure because that's a big thing. Pain. What is the pain generating right. structure? You can get an X-ray diagnosis, an MRI diagnosis, all those things. That may not necessarily be the pain generating structure. Call that number one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U and info at paincarecanada.com or your phone calls four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale right till twelve o'clock this afternoon. On the Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 11.45, still got some time, some room for your phone calls. You have questions, complaints, queries about your health. That is why uh, we do the show. And uh, up next, Laurel. Hello there. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. So um, I've been experiencing pain in my right knee, I guess, to the, um, the, the lateral aspect of the knee, mm-hmm. the, most, the outer part, and... I only experience it when I'm doing like squatting exercises or even if I should squat. So when I walk, I'm okay. I can even run a bit on the treadmill and it's okay. But sometimes every now and then going downstairs or going upstairs may may aggravate it. And um, as I said, squatting is is, is a no-no. I can't do that. Okay. So I guess I'm just wondering what I have not had it investigated mm-hmm. um, because it is fairly recent. Yeah, that's um, that's the best time to get it investigated. So what 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 am I looking at, and what what am I? What's the recommendation? Um, am I asking for an X-ray? What, what? No, no, no. So okay. here's here's a big thing. You don't want to go in ask. <coughs> excuse me. You don't want to go in asking for things. You want to go into a professional. Number one, a professional that knows what they're doing with the knee. So this is the issue now. You know, I work with a lot of family doctors. I look. I work with a lot of walk-in doctors. Are they the necessarily the best people to properly assess a knee? You know, like I. I don't want to say uh, no, but I also don't want to say yes. So um, because there are some doctors that are very well versed in orthopedics, um, but I think you need to get it assessed properly because in getting it assessed properly, you can get it treated properly. We, When we have doctors Bergava and Gordon on, um, who are both knee surgeons, uh, they both talk about often how useless a lot of the images and the ultrasounds are when they're not needed. Now, that doesn't mean that they're never needed, but I think the default for a lot of people, a lot of professionals that don't necessarily understand the knee fully, and when I say don't understand, we we have to remember a a, a walk-in doctor, a family doctor, their job is your overall health. And and really it's a matter of, you know, when do you push it to someone who's more specialized? And, you know, to just order x-rays, ultrasounds, the problem with that stuff, and it takes me back to what I was going to say before, is you can see something on an x-ray, right, that that they'll come back and they'll say, oh, you've got uh, some mild osteoarthritis in here, like there's a little bit of wear and tear. That may not necessarily be what is generating the pain. Then you believe you have arthritis, and you walk around saying, oh, I've got pain because I've got arthritis. Right. You go do some research, and you think, oh, I need to take glucosamine, and I need to do this, because that's what arthritis or what I should do with arthritis, but all you're doing is maybe not treating it the proper way because if the diagnosis is really something else and you're intervening with the treatment intervention for osteoarthritis, then you're not really intervening, right? So it's very, very important to figure out what is the pain generating structure and physical problems require physical exams. And so, um, you know, 
give me a call uh, when we're off air. I can either I can assess it. I can set you up with someone else if, if you want to be closer to home, whatever. But uh, I think you need to see the right person and get it investigated the right way. Okay, appreciate okay. that. And no I guess you'll give your numbers. Yep, to. Johnny. Yep, I got it for you, Laura. That, uh, <laughs> that number is one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U again. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou. I know D R L O U. Yeah, I could forget you. I have to be with you every week. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good morning, doctor. And how are you today? Good. How are you? Oh, I have been better. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't come see me or call me if, they, if, if, they're, they, if they're perfectly that's, fine. That's very Even true. though I think I'm a nice person, I think people should come see me anyways. But anyhow. Well, what, there you go. If you weren't uh, an hour and a half drive from me, I probably would Where are you calling from? Now. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Trenton area, actually, okay. a little yes. town called Frankfurt. Oh, okay, so that is yeah. right. I was like, where is that Trenton area? Beautiful area. What's your it question? Is, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I have a number of things going on. Uh, I have uh, uh, fibromyalgia, and I have uh, some disc problems and, and things like that. But the uh, uh, my family doctor, unfortunately, does not believe in fibromyalgia. Okay. So he sent me years ago to a couple of uh, uh, specialists in Kingston, mm-hmm. and they confirmed, uh, put me on uh, Cymbalta, mm-hmm. and uh, of course he filled the prescriptions. But uh, when it, I'm the type of person who I was on something for a while, and then it's like I build an immunity. That, that's not just anymore. you, that's everybody. Yeah. Ad- adaptation is our job as humans. Right. So anyway, I was there a week ago yesterday, and uh, I asked him for something else for the fibromyalgia, and unfortunately his answer was, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can give you. And I thought, now come on, you're Mm -hmm. a doctor. You know that there is, but you just don't believe in it, so you won't do it. And I was just wondering if there was anything that you could recommend that I might get a hold of someone down here that could prescribe it for me. So, so I mean, I think when it comes to the medication, I think one of the things to potentially do, and people will often go back to their physicians for this, but people that are much more educated on that specific topic would be a pharmacist. And pharmacists tend to do what's called compounding, which is potentially different, uh, a combination of different drugs to create something. So now they can't prescribe it. But what you can do is go talk to your pharmacist, let them know, here is what I'm on. I'm not getting any more improvement. Is there potentially something else that I could be using or some type of compounded, uh, uh, you know, medication that I could be using that could give me an added advantage, added advantage with minimizing the side effect? They may have lots of things that they can suggest to you. You can then go back to your doctor and say, hey, listen, I've spoken to my uh, pharmacist, here's what they've potentially recommended. Can you can you help me out? If your doctor then at that point says no, I mean, then that's a different question because, uh, you know, I would want to know, well, what is your justification for saying no? You can say you don't believe in something, but I mean, fibromyalgia, the word itself, like I, I'm sometimes skeptical about like the term around it, but the reality is all it means is chronic pain. Chronic that's pain is not true. fake. 
That's yeah. not fake. And anybody that says that that's fake, uh, you know, is out of their doctor. Yeah, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're a little loony. Like, uh, you cannot deny that chronic pain exists. And maybe we don't have to call it fibromyalgia or whatever, but chronic pain exists. And if you have sure chronic does. pain, um, then, then you know, so that would be my suggestion to you. The other thing to maybe consider is uh, medical cannabis, medical marijuana. For, yeah. for that type of stuff. So um, give me a call off air, and then we can point you in the right direction. Thanks, Barbara. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. We'll come back. A few more minutes to go. Phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Last few moments of the Dr. Payne Show here. We'll get to as many uh, calls as we can. Got to uh, Anna. Hi, Anna. Quickly, what's going on? Um, I've been on um, prednisone for uh, a year, January um, 13th, uh, mm-hmm. 2017. Yep. And I just finished uh, February 2nd. And as I was um, being tapered off for my autoimmune hepatitis and PBC, I noticed that my body starts feeling aches and pains, but my hands and my feet are the worst where I can't bend my fingers. Right. I'm having snapping feeling like as if elastics are snapping. Right. Snapping. I never had this prior to going on this medicine. Mm-hmm. And my liver specialist thinks it's all in my head. They think it's, you know, I'm, I'm creating this out of my own brain because I never wanted to go on to this medication, you know. But I did. I followed the instructions. I did whatever they told okay. me to do. What's, what's the um, question, Anna? So I'm wondering is, like, when I say, does this not, like... Um, uh, people I've talked to say this is normal. This is what happens when you're on such a, a crazy drug like prednisone. Yeah, I mean it's a long-term use of a of a steroid. It's it's. I mean the other thing that a steroid does is it essentially blocks pain. Like if we could use steroids and not have any side effects with them, they're probably one of the best things for a pain block. So you know it could be a combination of you used it, you came off of it, and now your symptom like you're feeling more symptoms mm-hmm. because you weren't really feeling much when you were on such a strong medication could a component of it be psychological where because you're overthinking it that your your mind helps to contribute to that that's what chronic pain is that's that when people when doctors try to explain that i just think they do a poor job of explaining how the mind works because so many people think that that means that the doctor's saying that they're crazy or they're creating it's not that simple but the mind does control your pain level so um yeah i mean i can't comment for sure if 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 that's the cause, is it potentially the cause that you came off the medication and it's creating that? Potentially, yeah. I would say um, that that's a discussion that you have to continue having with uh, um, with your doctors. Yeah, but the specialist, the specialist thinks that I should be on this drug forever. And it's like, well, I never had this pain prior to being diagnosed with this disease. Right, and but you never had the disease before either, right? So... I mean, that's right. why you go on the... That's what autoimmune things can cause, is, is this type of pain syndrome. So I, I don't want to go back onto the medication because psychologically, like insomnia, weight gain, like it just, it's one of the worst drugs I've ever had to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, and again, this is what you have to have the discussion with the specialist who's put you on that. Everything has a risk. Everything has a benefit. What you have to do is weigh... What is what outweighs what for what you have? And that's the job that you and your doctor have to do together. 
There Busy it is. show. There it is. Guy, I see there's about three or four callers still on the line. We're going to have to cut the – apparently they're kicking me off the air at 12 yeah. o'clock. Um, give me a call, one 55 drlou um, with your questions. We can – anytime someone wants to call, that is the number. Leave me a message. I'm going to call you back, and we'll we'll continue having this type of discussion. And info at paincarecanada.com for, uh, for email as well. Get that consultation happening. Till next time, Dr. Payne Show right here, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.